We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 203. Do you have a random pile of riding clothes? I have mine in the corner of my room, but I've had that in the back of my closet of stuff you just don't really wear anymore and have no idea what to do with it. I mean, I always have stuff that is going to Goodwill or that I am selling on Poshmark, but what do you do with equestrian apparel? There's a couple options. And now today I am talking to one of them, and that is the owner of Equestrian Closet, which is basically a Poshmark for equestrian clothing. Basically, you sign up and you post your pieces that you're looking to sell. Then the website gives you a prepaid shipping label and your item is off to its new owner and you receive cash so that you can buy that thing you've been saving up for. It's also a great option if you are looking to purchase an item. Don't really want to buy it at full price on the retail website, but there are amazing options of really quality brands on there, either gently used or sometimes even new with tags still for a fraction of the cost. I happen to think it is brilliant and I wanted to hear all about it. So please welcome our guest today, Hannah Kleindenst. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am so excited to have you. I would love to hear about how you first kind of found yourself in the equestrian world. Yes, I'm super excited to be chatting with you also. So I would say I probably took my first lesson when I was around six or seven years old. My parents signed me up for almost every growing up. when I, And the only thing that I really loved were the horses. So attending summer riding camps turned into lessons once a week, which led to leading my first horse. On the drill, it kind of just took off from there. And I really didn't have an extensive junior riding career before I aged out and went to school. I went to college in California, which is where I'm originally from, and grew up. And I was able to stable my horse close by, which was nice. So I would try to keep up with riding. I think my priorities in college were a little bit different. So it felt a little bit like a break to me, but I was still able to keep up with it as I could. Um, And then after graduating, I moved to Texas. I brought my horse with me and just kind of fell back into the motions again. I began riding almost every day and would start to compete again. And these past few years have really been formative for me in my riding and it's just it's been going good so that's kind of my riding spiel thus far <laughs> yeah yeah um do you feel like while you were in college did you kind of always have in the back of your mind that you would return to it again in a bigger way honestly i looking back i really don't think i had a plan or an idea Um, I think I kind of was just soaking it in while I could, while also enjoying my experience in school. I obviously didn't ride on a team or anything, so I really don't remember thinking much about it, honestly. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was very similar. I pretty much took a solid four years off during college of riding. Um, but I feel like kind of like subconsciously, even though I didn't know that I was going to be a professional or get back to the equestrian industry in such sure. a large way and such like a, a kind of an all encompassing way. Um, yes. I feel like subconsciously I always, you know, the horse girl like lived yes. on. <laughs> yeah. He can't take the horse girl away. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about equestrian closet because it is such an amazing addition to the industry. And I feel like, was it, was it kind of born based on like a hole that you saw in the industry or tell me kind of how that came to be? Yeah. So, you know, before starting equestrian closet, I had a few jobs in many different industries from wedding planning to marketing to retail. I was kind of all over. Um, <laughs> and as I fell back into writing, I came to a place where I was like, okay, what, what's my next move? What can I do to make this work? Obviously, most amateurs have to find this balance between working and being able to ride. And it was actually during quarantine <laughs> where I had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do. And yeah. I kept gravitating to the equestrian industry and was thinking of ways that I could make work for myself there. And along with obviously staying inside and all the quarantine fun, I, mm. you know, was cleaning out my closet and pretty much my whole apartment. <laughs> And I came across all these old riding clothes that I didn't know what to do with, you know, and that's kind of how the ideas first sparked for me. And I would text my friends and say, hey, what do you do with your old riding clothes? Like, I have no idea. Um, you know, of course you can donate and there's other options. But I thought to myself, what if there was something like Poshmark, but for equestrians? Yes. And oh my gosh. That's so true. It's like, <laughs> I, cl I have to clean, I clean out my closet. I'm like a big like purger a couple times a year where I'm like, just get yes. rid of it all. I want like a whole I'm... new style, <laughs> whatever. And I find, I find myself, I'm like, I have a pile that I want to like sell on Poshmark or whatever. I have a pile that I want to donate and send to Goodwill. And then it's yes. like, what do I do with these riding clothes that maybe just like either like I got and I didn't wear that much or, you know, mm -hmm. not my style or it doesn't fit right. Um, and I don't want to like take my breeches to Goodwill or, you know, or, you know, whatever. Right, or I don't right. think they'll sell well on <laughs> Poshmark. So that's, I feel like yes. that was such a good idea. Um, how did you go from the idea to then launching Equestrian Closet? Oh my gosh. Well, I would, I took a full year to kind of develop and develop this business. And, you know, it was a huge learning curve. I, I feel that way with everything. I feel like you never know too much and you're always going to mm -hmm. learn something you didn't know. And so, you know, I had 25 years old, no idea. You know, I was an entrepreneurship minor in college, which, you know, I think set me up a little bit. And my parents both have entrepreneurial spirits, which was awesome. Aww. But, you know, there were so many factors that I had no idea between like paperwork and legal and legal stuff. Excuse me. You know, of course, I'm like, OK, what am I going to call it? What's it going to look like? Yeah, what are the yeah. brand colors? Like What's I was the logo. Thinking about, 
Yes, all the fun stuff. But you know, I just kept putting one foot in the front in front of the other and mm. I was a huge list person, just wanted to check things off, made sure we were meeting our deadlines between you know, get it, it getting it up and running mm-hmm. and um between like the tech side with my internet guy and um, marketing and all of that stuff, just, you know, um, a year was really good amount, I think for me, cause it didn't feel rushed. Um, so it kind of just worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like for you as I think what sets you apart within the industry is, you know, you're different from a consignment shop. Um, you mm-hmm. actually don't take on the product, but it is, you know, very similar to like a, a Poshmark format where people can take pictures and list their own products. And then I believe you send them like a prepaid label, correct? For them to yes. ship it out. Yep. So we provide the seller with the label. I'm the middleman connecting the buyer to seller and just here to make sure that process is as easy as possible. Definitely. Do you feel like you have a good amount of people who are, you know, like your customers that are listing product and then you, do you have like a whole separate group of people that go on to shop the products? Do you feel like there's a lot of overlap of what does that kind of look like? Yeah, I've I've seen some sellers pretty much sell all the items they've posted. They're just rock stars. Um Love and it. it's so yeah, it's so cool to see. And I have seen a couple overlaps between people who sold items and then people who purchased, which is also awesome to know that people are using it both sides of it. So it's been really fun to kind of track that and monitor and see how people are responding to it, whether they like selling on the site better or, you know, if they're able to find something that they like. So it's been really cool. Do you have a price range and how do you kind of tell your users how they can price their products? So when you go to list an item on our site, we actually provide a guide for you, which you'll see when you start the process. And this will help you in every step from how to take you know the best photos for your item to choosing the condition of your item as well as pricing. So we provide different charts that kind of help you navigate where your item best. Okay, got it. Um, do you? I mean, because I feel like you also have um, like some new with tags products too. Yeah, we have a really great range of items on our site. Um, I know I personally have listed items that I think I wore once or still have the tag on. And I know Mm. I've seen other items as well that are in the same boat, which is awesome because, you know, I think when people think of secondhand or whatever, you don't always consider the fact that you could be finding these items that are pretty much new and still you're able to get it at a lesser price as you would, you know, elsewhere. Right. Definitely. And I think that that's, I mean, obviously besides growing a business for yourself within an industry you love is so special, but I think the fact that you have been able to create a business around something that not only wasn't there before, but also allows people from all the different levels of economic status within the industry to Mm -hmm. still be able to shop products that they love and have been, you know, 
dreaming about wearing and buying that maybe weren't accessible to them before, but now through Equestrian Closet, they are. I just think that that's so special. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with what you just said. (laughs) If you've been riding for a bit, chances are you have the blisters, saddle sores, and rubs on your feet and your heels to prove it. So Dreamers and Schemers has amazing boot socks that are not only super cute, but they have a lightly padded and moisture wicking footbed and flat seam toe to really protect those problem areas. But not only are Dreamers and Schemers socks a great way to express yourself in a subtle way, but they also have an amazing feature and that is the black cuff at the top of the sock to prevent any pattern peekaboo in the ring. The super fun colors and amazing quality also extends to the other Dreamers and Schemers products, and those are the main Jane leather belts and leather spur straps. They literally carry any color and texture leather you can possibly think of with amazing reversible belts, I love the main Jane belts, and really heavy duty and fashionable spur straps. So to find out more information, head over to their website at dreamersandschemers.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-E-R-S n-s-c-h-e-m-e-r-s dot com. Thank you so much, dreamers and schemers. All right, let's head back to the episode. What would you say is an area of the equestrian industry that you're super passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either just doesn't like know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? You know, Uh, In my opinion, I feel like with new and upcoming trends, there are a lot of equestrians who go and buy the new styles every year and don't really know what to do with their old clothes, which this all kind of stems right from how Equestrian Closet came to be. I just don't, you know, it's an area I feel like hasn't really been talked about in Mm -hmm. depth or, you know, capitalized on, which is kind of crazy. You know, I mean, we all talk, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so just to know and just to know that you know there wasn't really a solution or people weren't really sure what to do right so you know getting the new stuff is great but i think it's also important to know that there's a market for affordable quality items for the equestrian who is maybe just starting out or getting back into riding or maybe you know a child who's going to outgrow things quickly you know, our sport is expensive as it is. And I think opening the conversation to finding affordable yet quality items, whether that be the clothing or the horse tack, you know, I think it's important. Definitely. Um, what would someone, a um, potential shopper, when we're coming on shopequestriancloset.com, what kind of products can they expect to see? Um, what disciplines are represented currently? Sure. We definitely have most of our items, I would say, are English right now, Hunter Jumper. We have tons of show coats, which is nice. Awesome. We have a couple saddles. Um, I would say if you're coming onto the state, you're able to filter your search, whether that's you're looking for casual riding versus show riding um, or maybe a specific color. Um, users are able to kind of refine their search. That way they can find exactly what they're looking for also. So cool. Are you hoping to 
you know, break into other disciplines, the Western world, or do you find that kind of keeping the niche small um, makes sense for your business? You know, I've definitely thought about this, especially, you know, during the process of creating a question closet. I naturally gravitate toward English writing. I do think it would be awesome for all equestrians in all disciplines to have the same place to go to. So, you know, I don't know. I, I really, I would need to figure out a way to make it accessible mm-hmm. to other disciplines as far as, you know, my marketing and reaching out and doing all of that back end stuff. I would say I've probably focused more in the hunter jumper world because that's the world that I'm in. Um, But I, you know, I think it would be really awesome moving forward to have more pieces in the, you know, other disciplines. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because our industry is fairly small, like compared to like mainstream, but Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's obviously like subdivided in so many categories of disciplines. And I feel like it's, you know, something that like, you know, I've been in hunter jumper my whole life too. So while like the podcast, for instance, is celebrating all different disciplines, naturally Mm -hmm. I have the most connections and the most knowledge in the hunter jumper world. So, you know, it obviously skews that way, but um, I think it's so interesting to learn about new disciplines disciplines and to celebrate them. And I feel like fashion within the equestrian industry is becoming more and more open to the idea of kind of like anything goes or like kind of mixing and matching, pulling some Western pieces in with your English apparel. Um, Obviously there's certain, you know, the hunter ring, for instance, is or the equitation. It's going to stay right. you know, pretty, pretty classic um, to what it yeah. has been. But being able to, you know, even for your everyday riding, being being able to express yourself through different, you know, types of disciplines with your fashion, I think, is uh, really cool and exciting. No, absolutely. I mean, I obviously am very passionate about equestrian clothing and different trends and styles, but I love getting dressed to ride each day. Because yeah, I mean, you could create your outfit however you want and it just, that represents you um, and what you like, which is, it's fun. It puts your own little taste on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, some people, some riders aren't that much in, you know, into what they're wearing, which is totally fine for me Mm -hmm. personally. I feel like when I am dressed well um, to ride, I feel like I ride better. Like I just feel more confident. (laughs) I completely agree. And I, more than anything, I want um, equestrians who are wearing my items that, you know, sold on equestrian closet. I want them to feel that way too. Yeah. I love that. For people who want to look into shopping on equestrian closet or maybe listing some of their items, how can they find out more information? Yeah. So we're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, for Instagram, our handle is at shop equestrian closet. Of course, we also have a contact form on our site if you need to email me and have any questions. I'm a one-woman show, but I will take care of everybody. <laughs> and Love it. When people first start listing their products, is there like an initial fee? Is there a minimum like required product number of products that they mm-hmm. have to list? What does that look like? 
Nope. So listing an item is free on our website. You just need to create an account for yourself. And our that we take is 20% from the sale. Cool. So the seller keeps 80. Love it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for taking the time. I seriously love what you're doing. It's something that totally was needed in the industry. And I think you're doing it so well. I love your brand and I love your business. So thank you so much for taking the time and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.